0: Good morning. The reading this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 11, and I'm reading from verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light.
1: Thank you, Francis. And what a wonderful invitation to come to Jesus. Many times in Scripture, Jesus says, come, or follow me, or even go, But here, Jesus is saying, come to me. And it's not an invitation to come to scripture or to church or to a program of events or a religious gathering. This is an invitation to come to the living Lord Jesus himself. And it's an invitation from the living Lord Jesus himself. In these stressful times that we've had over the past year, We haven't been able to say, have we, come to me. And even still now, pretty much, we can't say to our loved ones, come to me. Social distancing has put pay to that. Mothers and fathers with grown-up children that live away from home, or grandparents with their grandchildren, or even friends to each other. But here, Jesus himself is saying to each one of us, come. So how much comfort can we find in these three small words when three other words have dominated such a lot of life over the past 12 months, hands, face, space? Just imagine Jesus saying to you today, come to me personally, directly, intimately. And as we remember mothers today, just not mothers, though, uh, grandmothers, sisters, all the wonderful ladies that we have in our lives that bring love and comfort and kindness and care, we might actually be feeling a range of emotions this morning. We might even be able to have somebody come to mind as you think about mums or just those lovely ladies. But if we party due to the pandemic restrictions or distance or circumstance... We might be feeling sad because we can't give those hugs. We can't share a meal, we can't have a coffee. We can't be together. We might feel deep pain today because we've got a loved one that is really unwell or in hospital. And we might be feeling desperately sad or lonely because our loved one is no longer with us. And not being able to come close is really difficult. So there's a range of emotions that we might be feeling this morning, but this passage is speaking to each one of us, regardless of how we're feeling, because the words of Jesus are bringing hope and comfort. Come to me. I imagine Jesus saying this to me with his arms open wide, and I often then just have this sense of feeling overwhelmed by love and acceptance, that he's just stood there with his arms wide open. And we can all find ourselves feeling really weary, can't we? Burdened or tired or exhausted, the list goes on. You know, but many of us are really good at just carrying on. You know, keep calm, carry on. But we all go through times of difficulty, of hardship, and the past 12 months have been really challenging, haven't they? So many of us not being able to be with our loved ones in the way that we would like. Many experiencing financial strain. Many working from home or even working longer hours. Or possibly not working at all. The pressures with children, the struggles of homeschooling and then getting back into school. And many feeling isolated or lonely or just disconnected from friends, loved ones, from church. Many feeling tired or worn out or desperate for change. And probably all of us now have experienced birthdays and anniversaries without the joy of being able to share together, as we would normally do. And we have had to struggle on and battle on and do the best we can. Many with the worry and the increasing burden of things building up and the uncertainty of what life is going to look like. So I think all of us, in some way, can understand what it feels like to be weary and burdened. And in this passage, Jesus is giving us an open-ended, unconditional, no-strings-attached invitation to come to him. And by doing so, allowing him to give us rest. And I think we need to know that it's okay to be weary. It's okay to feel worn out with life and work and family and commitments and health and just all those things that leave us feeling burdened. In his poem, Deep Rest, Jeff Foster writes this. There is no shame in your exhaustion. We are all exhausted, my love. Slow down today. Allow yourself to rest deeply and weep. And breathe and begin again. Wonderful words that echo the invitation of Jesus to just stop and find rest. Many of us just keep going, not thinking that we need to slow down, but Jesus is inviting us to think differently. Come to me, Jesus says, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Maybe after the service or later today or perhaps in the week. Try using these words to help you to stop and think about Jesus' invitation. Try and sit quietly with your eyes closed if you can. And just say say these words to yourself. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Say them slowly and repeat them over and over for a couple of minutes. Because in these words, Jesus is bringing comfort and peace and rest like we can get from no other place. Our circumstances won't change, but our heavy beating hearts and our weary souls can find peace as we draw near to Jesus. Thing is, we are prone to worry and doubt, and we are easily attracted to looking down and losing heart rather than looking up and trusting God. Billy Graham said... We shouldn't let worry overcome us because it keeps us from trusting God. The cure to worry is trust trust in God and trust in His love and protection. So, if the, worry, if the cure to worry is trust, and I think that means that we can't worry and trust at the same time, Jesus wants us to trust Him. He's offering us respite from our worries, from our weariness and from our feelings of being heavily burdened. Jesus is saying to us today, come to me if you're feeling weary. Take my yoke and trust me, and you will find deep rest. So we acknowledge that we can all experience weariness, and we know that often we're facing difficulties that leave us feeling weighed down. So when we look at this passage... We can look at what Jesus is saying using three words invitation, instruction, and incentive. But first, just let's take a minute to look at who Jesus was talking to at the time. Jesus was addressing the people of Israel. They were under the legal do's and don'ts of the Pharisees, and they were burdened and weighed down by the oppression of the Pharisees and the guilt and frustration and dissatisfaction that came from the ritualistic movement of the Pharisees. They were caught under the pressure of religious rules and regulations that were put on them. And so I sense that the idea of being under the authority of the Pharisees and being yoked to the Pharisees would have resonated with the people Jesus was addressing. And so it's with tenderness and grace that Jesus makes this intimate call aimed at everyone to have an experience of joy and relief and deep rest. This would have been in stark contrast to anything that the Pharisees would have taught, and it would therefore have been astounding to hear, probably, and it would have felt quite unprecedented. Jesus' message of invitation, instruction and incentive in Matthew 11 wasn't meant to be a one-time offer of a way out of living life without struggle, or burdens, or hardship. Rather, it was meant to be a radical alternative to living under the pressure of the Pharisees and their legalistic chains, and in turn for us, for us all to recognise a way of living free from the chains of worry and fear. No one, least of all Jesus himself, has ever said that as a Christian and a follower of Jesus, life will be devoid of all troubles and problems. Rather quite the opposite, Jesus himself said in John's Gospel, chapter 16, In this world, you will have trouble. And if we look at the whole verse, we can get a sense of why Jesus said that. He says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we will have trouble. We will experience difficult times. We will face situations and suffering that shake us Times that will leave us weary and worn out. Days when we just feel like it's too much. But here's the thing. Jesus knows all that. And more to the point, Jesus understands how we feel. Because he himself faced grief and loss and sadness. He experienced pain and sorrow and despair. He knew what it felt to be alone and abandoned. And he went through times when he cried out to the Father. Jesus himself in Luke 22, verse 42, as he prayed on the Mount of Olives, said this, Father, if it is your will, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, your will must be done, not mine. Jesus knows what it's like to go through great suffering. He went to his death, death on a cross, in humble obedience, in place of each one of us, So that through his victory, he alone can say to us, Take heart, hang in there, be courageous, don't give up, don't cave in. And why? Well, because Jesus, God's own Son, the risen, mighty Saviour, has overcome the world. So take a minute to think about what that means for you. Jesus has overcome all the worries and the burdens and the sins of the world which means that he's overcome every single worry and problem or burden that you or I have. We have freedom from fear and release from the weight of our burdens because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's amazing. And it's an amazing truth. And Jesus invites us to accept that truth when he says, come to me. So that's our invitation. And when we look at the whole of what Jesus is saying... We know that he is promising rest ultimately, but first we must accept the invitation. He invites us to come with words full of gentleness, yet power. Not come if you'd like to, come if you fancy it. He doesn't invite us to go somewhere to sort of offload. No, he's doing the opposite to that. He's calling us to himself. He's drawing us to his side. And the invitation is for everyone. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Jesus is calling anyone who feels tired or worn out, fed up, worn down. Why? Why does Jesus invite us so openly to to come to him? It's almost like he's telling us, actually, and not asking us. Surely it's because he knows that he can deliver what he promises. The rest for our souls... And more importantly, it's because he knows we need it. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Again, what Jesus invites us to and what is offered is is just amazing. The gift of rest, it's not conditional on anything we may or do or not do or think or say. Jesus promises us rest if we come to him. And that's all we need to do. The first step is to come and accept the invitation. He will take our load off our shoulders and exchange it for his rest. But we do have our part to play in this because we need to actively respond to that invitation and follow his instruction. So Jesus goes on to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Again, the way Jesus speaks... It's so gentle, but it's directive. Take and learn from me. Again, not if you'd like to, or if you get chance, or if you've got five minutes. No, it's take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In other words, I know best. Do this because I know that how this is going to work out. It might be worth understanding the reference for taking the yoke of Jesus so that we can apply it to ourselves and in his book designed for discipleship Dwight Pentecost writes this there was an old farmer plowing with a team of oxen and as I saw this team I was somewhat amazed for one was a huge ox and the other a very small bullock the ox towered above the small bullock that was sharing the work with him I was amazed and perplexed to see a farmer trying to plough with two such unequal animals in the yoke, and I commented on the inequality to the man whom I was riding with. He stopped his car and he said, I want you to notice something. See the way they're hooked up to the yoke. You'll observe that the large yoke is pulling all the weight. The little bullock is being broken into the yoke, but it's not actually pulling any weight. My mind instinctively came to the passage of Scripture where, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In the normal yoking, the load is equally distributed between the two that are yoked together. But when we are yoked with Jesus Christ, he bears the load. And we who are yoked to him share in the joy and the accomplishment of the labor, but without the burden of the yoke. And when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, he's saying... Let's do a swap. Hand over to me what you're carrying, what your burdens are, what's troubling you. Swap them for my light and easy load. So let's pass to him all the things that are piling up the worries, the concerns. Let's trust Jesus and then take his yoke. So that means being harnessed together with Jesus. Rather than feeling bound by your problems and worries, be liberated and free, knowing that Jesus is bearing your load. He himself has picked up those burdens that you've laid down, and he will take the weight. You see, the point is that if we take up the yoke of Jesus, we're in effect submitting ourselves to his will. The point of the yoke is that you can't go your own way. It's impossible. So hence, by its very nature, the yoke is binding you to Jesus. Taking his yoke and learning from him means submitting to his will and allowing Jesus to be in control of your life and following his teaching. Jesus knows what it's like to live as we do and to face the challenges and problems of the world. He is the ultimate example of humility and gentleness And he calls us to take his yoke from him and to learn how to be humble and gentle in his likeness. So that's all we need to do. We take the first step to come and accept his invitation. And then secondly, we take his yoke and we follow his instruction. So if we do that, what then? Why would we accept his invitation? Why would we follow his instruction? Well, the incentive is the rest. That's the reward. Jesus is speaking directly to you if you're in need of rest in any shape or form. Not only can we find rest in Jesus when we come to him, but we can feel that we are submitting everything. And when we do that, we find ultimate, soulful rest. It's a deep rest for our innermost being. Rest for the soul isn't like ordinary rest. Our bodies respond well to rest. We need good sleep, we need time for manual working, we need opportunities to recharge our batteries. But rest for the soul is deeper. It's profoundly more peaceful. Our souls need to experience rest and quiet, And Jesus tells us that we'll find that amazing rest when we come to him in this way. Being quiet and taking time to soak in the presence of God can bring us soulful rest. We need to find time to read and meditate over God's word. Being in a very quietful, peaceful setting can help, as can taking in nature and being in beautiful surroundings finding the time to stand still long enough to recognize God's grace and the outpouring of his love that is over and over again poured over us. I read a quote that said this, the soul isn't rested the same way the body is. Sleep doesn't rest the soul or the spirit. Rest for the soul comes only when we come to Christ and we ask him to remove the burdens that we carry. And in this passage in Matthew, Jesus is saying exactly that. Come to me. Let me remove your burdens by taking the reins of your life. Let me carry your heavy burdens by binding you to me through love and grace. And together, with you learning from me, I will guide you to the rest you need. So take a moment to think how you're going to respond to Jesus as he invites you to come to him. How will you challenge yourself to take his yoke, allowing him to take control of your life and follow his instructions? How are you going to take a step of faith to trust him more so that you can find rest for your soul? I want to encourage you to think about these things. Open your Bible and read the promises of Jesus, not just this one in Matthew 11. Ponder over what God is saying to you through his word. Talk with each other, with your Christian friends and family, with people in your home group, or maybe me or Paul, someone that you know from church, and explore what this means for you. And above all else, accept the invitation that Jesus offers to you and respond to him when he says, Come to me. Let's pray together. As we come before God the Father, now in the quiet, just acknowledge that Jesus is saying to you, come to me. The burdens that you're carrying today, the way you're feeling the things that are troubling you, the things on your mind, all those things you need to get done. Just lay them down before Jesus. Ask Jesus to take the weight of all those things for you. Be open to handing the reins of your life over to Jesus. And be hopeful that you will find the rest that Jesus promises. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that your word is full of promise after promise of how you will be with us, you will never leave us or forsake us. And we thank you for these words of Jesus inviting us to come. Inviting us to share our loads with him. And inviting us to find rest. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you have done for us. For all the good things that you bless us with. And on this day today, Lord, we give you thanks for all what today will bring. Keep us open to hearing from you, to seeing you in the things around us and challenge us, Lord, to draw near to you as you draw near to us. In Jesus' name,
0: amen.